Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Stray voltage on the farm could be disrupting your cow's daily routine or any other animal for that matter. The Midwest Rural Energy Council is hosting a stray voltage course in September, September 21st through the 23rd. Doug Reinman is on the line to tell us about that course now. Doug is the Associate Dean of Extension and Outreach at the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences at UW-Madison. Doug, first, tell us what is stray voltage? Stray voltage is the result of, it's, it has to do with the way we do our electrical distribution, uh, both getting electricity to the farm and also getting electricity distributed around the farm for its various uses. So part of the safety aspects of any electrical system is the grounding system. So there's, there's uh, you know, some sort of technical, more technical definitions of grounding, but basically, you know, we ground things to protect people and animals from electrocution. So an electrical system is designed to fail safely. So if something goes wrong with the system, uh, a circuit breaker uh, kicks out or, uh, you know, the system basically shuts itself off. If there's any indication that people or, or animals might come into contact with live electricity. So because we ground things, a small amount of voltage appears on that grounding system. And there are places where people and animals can can also come into contact with that grounded system. So the difference between the grounded side of the system and the the live part of the system is like if you go to an outlet on your wall, the hot side will be at like 120 volts uh, reference to, to ground. And then the grounded side will be because we're not, you know, we don't have a perfect system, there'll be a small amount of voltage on that grounded side of the system. And so that's really what we're looking for with stray voltage. We're trying to make sure that the voltage on the grounded side of the system doesn't get to the point where it's causing problems for people or animals. How does it cause problems for people or animals? What, what does it do? Well, so um, if you come into uh, contact with a grounded object, which might be, you know, a piece of electrical equipment, in the case of uh, farms, you know, the, the most common place that cows in particular would come into contact with something that's grounded is, is at a watering device because typically, you know, the water pipes are tied into the grounding system, as again, as part of the safety system. So uh, if a cow comes into contact with a grounded device that has, you know, too much voltage on it, it can produce um, sort of a mild electrical shock. You know, most commonly, if we're talking about stray voltage, that would be experienced as sort of a tingle or a buzz or comparable to a a fly bite or something like that. But if if you run a really good example of it, have you ever put a 9-volt battery on your tongue? No, I have not. (laughs) Well, you might give that a try, right? So if you you put 9 volts on your tongue, what you feel is your tongue will sort of tingle. And the first time you experience that, it's a bit of a surprise, right? It's like, oh, what's that? And then... You know, if you kind of do it a couple of times, you kind of realize that it's not, you know, it's not really painful, but it's, you know, it's a sensation that you can feel. If cows come into contact with that kind of electricity, particularly at a, at a watering device, they might sort of step back and say, you know, this is something uh, unusual or perhaps unpleasant. 
and it could prevent them from their normal daily activity of, of particularly drinking water if, it, if it's present on a watering device. We talk about stray voltage being on the farm, but is it unique to farms? No. In fact, there's, a, there's actually a, a big working group in the IEEE who's addressing issues of uh, stray voltage or contact voltage, as it's called, in places where, where people can come in con- into contact with it as well. And, you know, one of the most common places or the areas of real concern for people contact with stray voltage or contact voltage is swimming pools. You know, when you put water and electricity together, surfaces become more conductive when they're wet. So we, we pay special attention in the electrical system whenever water and electricity is coming together. So, like, if you look in your bathroom, for example, you'll see the outlets in your bathroom, where again, where you've got water and electricity, they're protected by something called a GFCI, which is a ground fault interrupt circuit. It's another part of the safety system so that if, if there's a, de- a detection that there's current going someplace where it shouldn't, the system will shut down. You know, it occurs any place where you use electricity, and there's different ways that we monitor and protect against any harmful effects depending on the situation. So to solve it, are we looking at prevention or are we looking at more of those safety things? Well, you, that's a good, great question, and, and the answer is both of those things, and it really depends on what the source is. So our, our stable and investigator course, we teach folks how to actually, first of all, identify the levels of voltage that are present because, you know, like as I said, there's always some voltage present, but if it's, you know, a millivolt or a, a microvolt, you know, it's not something that's going to cause any problems. It's the point at which it becomes, starts to become perceptible to animals or people. That's where we really start to take action. So we have to figure out, first of all, is the voltage high enough to cause a problem? And there's a specific measurement te- technique we use to determine that. And then if the voltage, the contact voltage is high enough to be problematic, then we have to figure out, like, where is it coming from? Where specifically is the source? And on a farm, the source can be from the farm itself, the wiring system on the farm itself. It can also occur from the utility distribution system. So that's a big part of our investigation is to try to figure out, you know, where's the source, and we have to figure out where the source is so that we can know how to fix it, right? So if the source is on the utility system, then the utility, you know, needs to do some work to bring those levels down. If the source is on the farm, and the farm needs to, you know, do some work to um, locate and, and reduce those sources. And, and then there's also protective devices that can be used, like uh, an isolator, for example, is a way to uh, sort of disconnect the farm from the utility uh, system, grounding system. This course is, as you said, it is for everyone, right? Electricity workers, farmers, who's, who's coming to this? Well, it's, it's mainly um, utility company investigators uh, just because the utilities, uh, you know, they're out there monitoring their systems all the time to make sure they're in compliance and if with a whole variety of safety, not just straight voltage, right, but utilities companies are, are sort of constantly monitoring their system to make sure that they're safe. And this is just another aspect of, of the utilities' attempts to, to monitor their system and make sure that it's, that it's safe. But we also get electricians because, like I said, you know, sometimes the source is uh, on, from, on the farm. And if it's an on-farm source, then the farm would work with an electrician to uh, correct the, any problems in the wiring system. So we do get some uh, electricians, particularly those that work in, in the farm environment. 
then we just get sort of other people who are interested. Uh, we get some veterinarians, and we get uh, uh, you know other people working in the egg business. Uh, we've had you know some farm uh, farmers attend our course, although not a lot of farmers, just because the farmers typically are not the ones who are really diagnosing and, and uh, addressing the problems. They tend to be people like electricians. While we're talking about this course, let's also say, uh, when is it and uh, does it cost anything? The course is actually broke down to three parts. And we have one day, which is called Introduction to Stray Voltage. And that's the most general course. Uh, and that's where we get actually our, our broadest part, you know, participation from you know, we have actually people from the the egg press who come to that course, and you know, electricians and and farmers, and that's really just to uh, to cover in the most general sense what stray voltage is about. And that course uh, is happening on September 21st, and it's being held at the Arlington Agricultural Research Station. And I believe the cost for that is. Is it $175, I believe? And then immediately following that course, on September 22nd and 23rd, we have what's called the Stray Voltage Investigation Course. And that's where we actually, you know, those are mainly Stray Voltage investigators, and we actually walk through the process of doing a complete Stray Voltage investigation. And that's a two-day course on September 22nd and 23rd. And that's also uh, occurring at our Arlington Agricultural Research Station. Great. Yeah, well, put it on your calendar now. Uh, is there a registration deadline? You can pretty much register up to the day of the course. Our, our registration will go live. I think people can start registering in about a week or so. I think July 7th or the 9th is when registrations will actually open. And so if, if, you're, if you're interested in information, just look at the webpage. It's merec.org. That stands for Midwest Rural Energy Council, merec.org. That will lead you to more information about the courses, lots of information about stray voltage, as well as the link for uh, registration, uh, which will go live, I think, sometime next week, as I said. The Midwest Rural Energy Council, is that part of UW Extension? It's a partnership between extension programs in Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, that's why it's Midwest, and the electric utilities that serve farm customers in those states. We're updating our webpage right now, and I think our new webpage will go live by like July 15th. I'd really recommend if people are interested in it, our, our new webpage in particular is really designed to help people get information from from starting with the very most basic stuff for someone who knows nothing about electricity, and you can start there, and it goes up to some very uh, complex technical issues. So, you know, in, in particular, in our new website, we're trying to make it easier to pe for people to find the information they need at the level that they need it. Doug Reinman is the Associate Dean of Extension and Outreach at the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences. He says cases of stray voltage on the farm are rare today, unlike they were roughly 30 years ago. And this comes from discussions he's had at those investigation courses. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.